we came looking for a real main winter. And we found it. We were headed to the lodge. The fire. Really, the only thing I wanted was some hot cocoa and one more foot of snow. I forgot that days like this last longer than we think. This trail, these woods, these mountains, these stories. They start with us. They stay with us. Plan your Maine winter getaway at visitmaine.com. Welcome to Let's Face It with Will Strayhorn and friends. Today is Wednesday, June the 14th, 2017. Sorry that we don't have an intro, but, you know, we're still here in the studio. I'm here with Donnell Lattimore. Hey, hey. And Mr. Chris Hawkins. How you doing? Minus the blonde hair. How are you, sir? I'm doing pretty well, doing pretty well. Yeah, that's correct. I lost the blonde hair. What happened? What happened? Oh, well, Goldilocks had to go, so I'm doing a TV series called Ocean Man. Right. Okay, so how are you guys been? Starting the summer off, I see you guys post on Facebook you're on the beach, shirts off and <laughs> in character. What's been going on with you guys since last time you were here? No, like it's it's been great. Um, we've done a couple of photo shoots for a couple of local photographers. Um, we've been filming. His show is actually the Associates Jab, um, and he plays Red Mass. Uh, my show is actually Titan Genesis, which, like, all these shows interconnect with Motion Man. Mm-hmm. And uh, my character is Jace Walker. Uh, I do sorcery. I'm a half Mygan, which is this alien race of sorcerers. And my mom's a witch. I'm an alcoholic. Oh. Long, yeah, because, like, I'm a half-breed, so, like, I'm not really accepted by anybody. So I'm kind of a loner. Um, and my character is actually friends with his character, Red Mass. Um, and I actually make guest appearances on his show, The Associates. So aside from that... Um, we do um, shows for a show bride, uh, fashion shows, and we do social media for them. We actually have an upcoming show on the 25th um, at the Magruder Center in Williamsburg. Uh, what is it? That's a bridal show? It is. So we'll be actually modeling, walking the runway, you know, work. I'm just fucking with you. I'm okay. messing with you. I can't say that so bad. Um, so we're, like, we're doing that. And, yeah, that's more or less it. Aside from Motion Man, fashion shows, and all that fun stuff. And TV, yeah, it's TV. It's, it's a web series actually, and um, I got a. Is I that what is that? The, I saw you doing something with a girl. You said you were yes. Doing. I was getting ready to tell you that. Okay, this is called SA Two K. It's it's more or less kind of the behind the scenes of the Spectacular Inc. universe. We go kind of behind the scenes and we give you a background information on Motion Man and the Associates and Titan Genesis. Kind of give you a background about all the characters and what they do, their powers, and what's going on with the actual website as far as updates and character information. Yeah, my favorite thing is just. And glare at him. He tries uh-huh. to make us break character, but it doesn't happen that often. Take number what? What was it? Nine? Like three. three? Well, dude's I phone know, rang that one time with the comic thing. Yeah. It's okay. But things have been good. Things I have been good. That was that one time. Only Okay, we did a murder mystery party, he and I. Uh-huh. Um, shout out to <laughs> Who's Clues Anyway. Um, and, like, I played his older brother, or his older half-brother. And um, I thought that I murdered him because our father was rich, and he left me with nothing, and he left him with everything. So I attend this masquerade ball to kill him. Oh. And, yeah. 
and we have to talk like this with British accents and all that. So mm-hmm. we went to practice. We actually went to Olive Garden, actually. We went to Olive Garden. and In costume? No, no, no. Like, we went, like, as ourselves, but we talked in our accents. We were practicing. Oh, okay. Yeah. okay. So, okay. like, the waitress was like, so where are you guys from? And like, yeah, you know, I'm from London, just that, whatever. And he was, he was talking with a, a Russian accent, actually. But it was, it was, it was a lot of fun. And uh, it was cool. We're going to do it again in October. I'm not sure the scope of what the actual uh, murder mystery is going to be, uh-huh. but we will definitely be there. All right. So the whole acting modeling thing, you know, it's, it's cool to have a nice face that people like. Okay. All right. What's new with you, Will? <laughs> just, I'm, I'm just Congratulations just for graduating. Thank you. Graduating. Start grad school in September. Really? Um, for what? Um, it is learning design and technology. Basically, um, you know how Blackboard is. No. For online school, you don't know where Blackboard no. is. No. Blackboard be the one means who... chalk to me. I see Blackboard and chalk. But okay. Well, like for people who do online learning, or perhaps like in school now they have technology where they're doing um, a lot of advanced technological learning. Okay. I'll be the person who will help create, build, and develop and implement those type learning systems. So it works with um, my communications degree. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yes. But, um, okay. Not sure what it is, but, you know, we're going to move on to our topics because <laughs> we're right. a little bit behind. It was red, so I was yeah, I, you know, I, I, I appreciate that. It's going to keep coming. Um, okay. So, first thing is, did you guys see the picture I had posted of the lady? It was, Which, she was. She several. had the bathing suit on. I know you had posted something about bathing yeah. suits as well, but this it was all over the internet. She was. She's a plus size lady. Um, let me read what she said. She posted a picture of her and her husband of six years, um, and he by you know just by his genes, he was born pretty much ripped. So he doesn't really have to do a lot to maintain his his physique. Whereas she, on the other hand, um, she, she was visibly you know she was overweight. She said she struggled for years. Um, to embrace her her larger frame. Um, And she said, over the years, this man has loved every curve, every roll, and every stretch mark on my body, she wrote on Instagram. I never understood why. How could he love something that isn't perfect? How could a man who was born fit love someone like me? So my question I wanted to ask you guys, because I've dealt with this, Um, do you guys fat shame? Because both of y'all are in, in shape. I saw your pictures on the beach. Do y'all fat shame, and could you date someone who was not in shape or who was perhaps overweight? I personally do not fat shame. Oh, I personally don't fat shame uh-huh. because I know that will affect a lot of people's insecurities. And I'm all about making you know everybody happy. Granted, uh-huh. you can't make everybody happy. So it's one of those two halves make a whole kind of situation. I'll take the shallow approach. No, I do not fat shame. However, it's more or less like if you feel insecure about your body and you can actually make some type of positive change to make your body better, mm-hmm. then that's on you. Like you can't like if it's one thing if you can't because of medical reasons, but if you're just sitting on the couch, you know, eating bonbons or you know, eating potato chips or whatever the case may be, and you don't want to make positive change to make yourself be, you know, more fit, eat healthier, et cetera, or what have you, mm-hmm. then that's on you. Like, there's lots of people that, you know, can't change their body type or, you know, the genetic makeup for whatever reason. Mm-hmm. And, you know, they can't. But, like, for people that can, shame on you. You know what I'm saying? Like, you're just sitting there resting on your laurels and you expect people to be like, oh, no, I feel sorry for you. But, no, I, I, I don't. I have no sympathy. However, comma, people like what they like. People have, you know, their um, their tastes 
and you know what they're attracted to some people might be attracted to bigger people that's just what they're into you mm-hmm. know what i mean so i mean as long as you're happy that's all honestly all that matters if you're happy being big great i'm happy for you but like you can't complain but you're saying you wouldn't talk just to cut through all oh, that for me you're, you're spilling you're, will, will, will. no i would not okay i'm okay. not fat shaming you but just like big to me sounds like a fat shame i'm not, not sure but it's not it's not pretty much honestly i take that okay I have Shame. lots of bigger friends that I love. Like, I love one for you. Okay. But, like, for me, like, if I'm going to date you, there's a difference. Like, there are certain mechanics of things that have to happen. And if you're that much bigger than me, they can't happen. That's just what it is. I don't get it. I mean, we're oh, not talking morbidly do. obese. No, well, I mean, I'm not that big. I'm just saying, like, if you're bigger than me, certain stuff has to happen. And I don't want to lift said fat roll or wrinkle or whatever to find what I need to find. I'm just saying, just, that's just me. Mm-hmm. I don't, like, I don't. Well, I can't do that. I can't say that. Do oh, you, I can't yeah. say it. Okay. Do you think you can motivate them? Yes, I can. Like, I, I, like again, if you want to change yourself, just like hanging out mm-hmm, with you, mm-hmm. you're way fitter than I am. So I'm like, I can't be. I hope people not waiting for you outside after the show, man. I, I know, right? No, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm just saying, like, you have the ability and the control to, to control yourself. Put it that way. If you, if you want to, that's all I'm saying. If you want to date somebody that, like, okay. If you're insecure about your body and you mm-hmm. can positively change your body, then do that. Don't sit back and complain and feel like people are looking at you sideways because you're a certain way when you can change how you look if you want to. That's mm-hmm. all. That's all I'm saying. That's if all you're you saying. can't, there's somebody out there for everyone. Mm-hmm. Period. You've Some, given me a whole bunch of points, I'm, a whole bunch of different viewpoints. Thank you. I'm just saying, I, like, I people know. like what they like. People have their preferences. Uh-huh. So, like, just But like, you personally, you wouldn't talk to anybody big. Not that big. But you can not be bigger big. than me. So but like, what's, there's what's there's a lot of work big? that I'm not gonna do. And what's too big? Too big for me? Well, well what do you do? Okay, let's flip the scripts. Suppose some people say that you're too small. They want that's, something that's they can hold on to. Again, that goes back to me saying people have their preferences. Uh-huh. You're attracted to what you're attracted to. Right. So it would even get to that point if I'm not what you want and you're not what I want. Like, so we would even go get there? there. Granted, I get, I might be hit up, or you might be hit up, or you might be hit up by somebody that might be too big for you, mm-hmm. and they're just kind of like, okay, well, what's wrong? You know, blah blah blah. They might think you're shallow. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like people have preferences. It's mm-hmm. a thing. It really is. That doesn't mean that you're fat shaming or you you're talking down to them. You know, you like what you like, mm-hmm. and if they're too big for what you like, that's just or they 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 might be too small for what you like. That's just what it is. You know what? I would be I would be interested in hearing what people have to say about the question in general, or then about what you just said about. That wealth of information that you just said, Mr. Lattimore. You. you can call Thank us you. at seven five seven six eight three four four zero five. What is something that you want to talk about before these ladies start calling in and letting you have it? I'm like Chris. <laughs> I'm gonna defer to to Chris over here because Chris, he what do you have? Of, of, of well, I have during bathing suit season. I know a lot of people have insecurities about you know going out to the beach. You know what they should wear, what they shouldn't wear. My question is that. Do you concern yourself with how you look depending on, you know, your size? Of course. Yes. Well, I mean, if you're a big person, oh. would you wear a two-piece or a one-piece? Because a lot of people think that That's they can get away and with honestly, I'm going to defer to Monique, the comedian. <laughs> yes. it's a, an, an honestly, like three, she, three she was very comfortable <laughs> with, you know, her size before she lost more weight. But I'm just saying, like, if you're comfortable with how you look, then you're comfortable with how you look. And you might not necessarily care what other people might think of you because you're comfortable with how you look. So let's say you're big and you want to wear a two-piece. Hey, you feel good about yourself. So, you know what I'm saying? You might get fat-shamed, Will. You know what I'm saying? For, you know, you wearing mean? the you know, two-piece, having an extra <laughs> roller three. But, like, I mean, as long as you feel comfortable with how you look, then yes. 
However, comma, going back to your point, then I, I do believe everyone has some type of insecurity. And like bathing suit season, you know, wearing less clothes than you would normally wear. Of course, there's tan lines that people feel insecure about. What do you think in reference to your own question? Well, I think, you know, it's along the whole um, preferences that we just talked about. You can pretty much... Oh, boy, yeah. my microphone. Oh, Is it, will it turn that little that little thing? Right. You said a little knob, that silver knob? I do not. Oh, right, there. yeah. Mm-hmm. Does that adjust? But you were saying what? But along with the whole... The um, preferences thing. Mm-hmm. I mean, sometimes it just takes, as far as insecurity-wise, motivation to be able to walk out the house and True. Uh, wear what you want to wear. Granted, you know, sometimes, depending on what you wear, you could motivate other people to express themselves how they want and go, go against their own insecurities. But that's just... Like, okay, for instance, somebody might not have rock-hard abs, but they're comfortable walking around with no shirt on with a pot belly or they're walking around, you know, super skinny. They're comfortable with how they look. That's my point. Mm-hmm. Like, not like okay, like society kind of brands, you know, what's good or what's fit or what's, you know, acceptable or what's, you know, attractive or whatever. But, again, people have their own preferences. True. So, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, if you want to walk around and you're, you know, two-piece, three-piece, one-piece, Hey, it's hot outside. And especially if you're bigger and you're carrying around extra insulation, you're going to get hotter faster than somebody who's not. But you know what I think? I think they're, you can tell when somebody is just really do not care about how they look. And then you can tell somebody who is comfortable in their own skin. Um, and to me, the lady that was on the picture that we were referring to, she just looked like she was comfortable in her own skin. And she's married. Seemed her like, husband is happy with her. So, like, you know what I'm saying? Uh, like, I, I don't... Either whether he was, she was married or not. Yes, it is. No. Yes, it is. No, it's not. It is. No, it is. It is. It is. And I'll tell you why. That's because, somebody who's no, depending on, on someone. You, no, you hold on. Negative. No, whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> she's married. She has someone who it has, loves her for who makes no, no difference on another person. I'm a, no, it does not. Did I tell you I was going to tell you why? Because I'm going to tell you why. Quickly do that. Thank you. So, if she was by herself and she was single, she would be more insecure because she's going to think that no one is going to want her the way that she is. That's if she's not secure in her own skin. That doesn't matter. I know a lot of plus-size people who are comfortable. You can be comfortable with yourself, but that doesn't mean that you're going to be with somebody because you feel good about yourself. doesn't mean that somebody's going to go out of the way to want to be with you. That's two totally different things. I can be confident in myself. So you're saying nobody would want to. I didn't like say that. that. That's not Sounds what I like said. Sounds like what you said. That's not what I said. I said you can be comfortable in your skin. That doesn't necessarily mean that anyone is going to go out of their way to try to be with you. That goes back to my whole preferences thing. I'm not saying that nobody will because there's somebody for everybody. Yeah. That's all I'm I mean, I'm I've saying. seen people, like people, guys in the country like thick women. And what country really, about? In North Carolina, okay. I mean, I agree. they were like, I like, I like a. Yeah, you like woman. skin. You, you get how yeah, they like so, much so they like they would prefer the woman versus the New York model. They okay. wouldn't be attracted to that. So th- that's what I'm saying. I mean, it could also be along the lines of. <laughs> it could also be along the lines of, um, you know, feeling. Are you you like playing with my mic? Shut. <laughs> but I um, did it, I almost did it. Anyways, like I was saying, basically you can be comfortable in your own skin, but mm-hmm. it's also versus the fact of what other people think about you. Do too. you care what other people think? Mm-hmm. Of course I care what other people think. Why? Because, I mean, granted, I do feel comfortable in my own skin, but, you know, it's, it, sometimes it's not a choice. Sometimes Why it's isn't it? Everything's a choice. 
not everything. Everything is okay. a choice. Re- 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 let's 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 stay on that. Well, other than the weight, then <laughs> other than that, or other than the physical appearance, what are some other qualities that you look for then? So if you're gonna allow their outer appearance, their shell, to some maybe That's black I mean, them because it's a little thick. So factor is mainly personality. Yeah, personality. Is, is this him personally, right? Huh? That's him personally. Me. Per- you talking about personality? Because physical appearance definitely plays a huge I mean, factor. You got to get past how they look before you get to their personality. I say it's about fifty-one Just negative about how you look. Oh, and forty-nine no. about. Don't be naive. Come Don't on. be naive. No, bro. No. <laughs> Yes, 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 yes. Well, you know what? Our our first guest is on the line. Miss um, Rosalinda Randall. Actually, she was supposed to be on the show uh, a couple of months ago. We had to reschedule her. I've been looking forward to having her on here. I've watched quite a few of her videos on YouTube and some other media interviews that she had. And she's a social skills and civility expert. She's also a speaker, a trainer, and a media source, and an author. She wrote the book. Um, what was the book we're going to talk about? Don't burp in the in the boardroom. Yet. Yeah, that's not. Um, but she's going to talk to us tonight, actually, on a couple of subjects. I was looking through, like I said, a couple of her interviews, and I have a few questions of my own that I want to um, ask her. So we're going to welcome to the show, without any further ado, Miss Rosalinda Randall. How are you, ma'am? Forward to talking to all of you. Hello. Yes, I'm. I'm on the line. Hi. Sorry we're having some technical difficulties in the studio tonight, but glad again, glad to have you on the show. Welcome to Let's Face It um, with Will Strayhorn and Friends. We're in the studio. We have Mr. Donnell who will be interviewing you and also Mr. Chris Hawkins. How are you? I'm doing great. Thank you. That's good to hear. Okay, so the first question I want to ask you, so opening the door, like in the workplace, opening the door, pulling out the chair for a woman, giving her a compliment, um, what is there an underlying meaning or is there a message behind those acts that are considered gentlemanly? Well, you're risking that there may be on her behalf. Um, you have to consider, is she interested in you? And this is kind of giving her a little uh, opening the door where she thinks that there might be something else going on. Um, uh, opening the door and doing things like that can be nice in the workplace. I've known uh, some men who say, well, that's how my mama raised me. I'm not going to stop that's cool, whatever you want to do. However, you may get the woman who prefers not to be assisted, you know, by, with her chair or her coat or anything, and she may be, you know, smart, kind of a smarty, and <laughs> to, to keep it polite, mm-hmm. um, and respond to you and just go, I can get it myself, which I have told women, you are being more rude than the gentleman who's, like, for example, opening the door for you. Right. Um, it, it really comes down to attitude, and I think a confident woman, and this is my opinion, a confident woman doesn't allow these little niceties to uh, dictate who she is. Um, if, and there's some women who take it as though, oh, I'm a helpless, that the man is trying to make her, you know, put her in her place and make her helpless and in a lower standing position. Right, right. Um, and you mentioned the compliment. That is really, really tricky. Uh, um, that's very different than helping someone with their chair. Uh, it depends on how you say it. I mean, if you got like you're you're staring up and down and leaning back and just going, "Oh, baby, you're looking good today," we you might have a little a little problem. But if you just comment, "You're looking nice today," or or that that color suits you, something in general, that's fine. And then also consider 
the relationship. If you work with someone all the time and you, you share, you know, personal stories or, oh, I took my kids here or we went to the club, and you have that familiarity and you want to give them a compliment, I'd probably do it privately because you never know the busybodies that are overhearing it may, you know, start spreading rumors and stuff. True. True. I agree, Rosalinda. And I think, honestly, like, perception in the workplace is everything. Because you could work with a female and she might be attractive and, you know, the coworkers might think that there's something going on with you and her and it's, like, strictly platonic. Um, I'm Donnell, by the way. Um, my okay. question is, how can a woman handle a gentlemanly act when she's not down to, you know, engage with it? Accept it and say thank you. Yeah, I mean, hey, that's, that's the gracious professional thing to do. If you're going to make a big, you know, say we enter a meeting and you pull out my chair, um, what am I going to just stand there and just, you know, put my hand on my hip and just go, what are you doing? You know, I, I could, but how does that make me look? So anytime a gentleman does anything or gives me a compliment, I just kind of in my head go, wow, I still got it. I'll take it. <laughs> um, so, uh, a simple thank you will do. And it's the same if a woman uh, holds the door open for you. In the workplace, it really is supposed to be more of a gender-neutral thing, and it does vary, um, you know, according to what part of the country also you're in. Um, people are more open and expect that even, whereas I know I'm on the, on the West Coast, and that's just a huge no-no, you know, of the gentlemanly acts in the workplace. Oh, okay. Um, Did that answer your question? Sorry. Yes, thank you. Hi, I'm Chris Hawkins, and um, I just wanted to know, what are some of the uh, common communication differences between the sexes? Oh, my. Uh, initially, and again, ladies may get a little, you know, uh, peeved at me, but I'm just telling it like it is and where I stand. We tend to, and I've been working on this for, for years, and I'm finally getting better. We tend to, I call it like sprinkle little fairy dust around our conversations. Hi, how are you? How's the kid? You know, we, 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 we have to do the niceties, whereas in business, gentlemen tend to just get to the point. I mean, mm -hmm. not that they don't say, hey, how's it going, or have a good weekend. Okay, and we're done. It's more of a courtesy opening line. We really don't care. We got to get business done. And that's the one big difference that I've noticed, that, that women tend to get a little more personal because that is how they connect with someone and figure someone out and do they trust them and are we going to get along. There is so much more, whereas males tend to, do you look like you're trustworthy? Are you going to keep your word? Can you deliver what I need to deliver? Yeah, okay, I don't care what, how many kids you have or what your favorite shopping mall is. You know. Um, so those are the, the basic ones. And, and additionally, when we want to say no, that's a huge thing, or we're not interested in, in someone, men tend to say, oh, th thanks for the information. You know, if I'm interested, I'll get back to you, or it's not going to work for our company. And there are no hurt feelings. In fact, you appreciate that because now I don't have to waste my time talking to you. I can move on to the next person, whereas women tend to take it personally when someone does. That's been my experience. It, it's... I'm learning to do business in a more masculine way, if, if, if I can say that. Mm -hmm. Just get to the point. Um, and, and that's where I think that, that there is a little bit of a struggle or miscommunication or even misunderstandings between the sexes. Okay, Rosalind, I got to interject slightly. Because like, cause I, I, I work in a school and everything, and I work with females like all the time, and I'm, like, I'm a decent-looking guy. But like, I think for, like, for, <laughs> for females, I think um, it's kind of like how you kind of approach the situation 
depending on what it is because like if you're trying to get to know someone it's a little bit different like conversational wise and then like as far as like a business um atmosphere like you know how the female dresses and stuff like that um you know like if you're again if you're trying to just like generally conversational wise you know like if somebody's trying to hit on you i think it's a little bit different than you know trying to get to know you but that could also be misconstrued as far as conversational wise so my question saying all that is what are some common communication differences between the sexes Okay, um, I hope I'm understanding your question correctly. Uh, it, 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 I think I, I mentioned earlier, if the person is, see, I was talking more on an entrepreneurial level, like someone that I'm going to meet at networking and not necessarily see them day to day. While I agree what you said were, yes, there is that nicety in the conversation, if that relationship is going to be on a d daily basis. I think that is a, a smart thing to do to get to know someone. But there are uh, subjects that you would perhaps want to avoid. Now, if I understood your question correctly, if you, a uh, nice-looking guy, is talking to a, a female coworker, maybe she's new or new to the department, and you're just trying to get to know her and she misconstrues that, is that kind of where you were going with it? Yes. Mm -hmm. Okay. Uh, that's her business. <laughs> it depends. You know, that that's her problem um, if she misconstrues it. And once it has been established that she's, like, you know, winking and, you know, uh, crossing the legs or something like that, and you, you get that vibe, it is up to you now to immediately handle it and not let it go, either by excusing yourself, changing the conversation to a business-related conversation, uh, maybe consider the next couple of times you see her, depending on how much she, like, came on to you or something, uh -huh. was interested, not being alone when you have these conversations so that they stay with, with a, a third party to keep it more neutral. But if she out and out, you know, meets you down the hall and just go, oh, I really love talking with you earlier today, and it's like a just in your face, come on, uh, that's when you deal with it immediately and just go, oh, I'm so sorry I, you misunderstood. You know, do that benefit of the doubt so that you don't want to embarrass someone really. And what if you're misunderstanding? You True. Know, prob probably not. But just privately, you don't have to, you know, run to HR. And I tell women that too. If a gentleman, you know, approaches you in, a, in that more intimate type of way, unless he's vulgar and just down and out dirty, you know. But um, if it's like, hey, you look attractive, how about lunch or wine later? Um, just express. Just say, oh, I'm not interested in that in in that way I'd, I'd like to keep my relationship you know at a business level but i appreciate it or i'm flattered thank you and you move on and that's it okay. sounds great gotcha gotcha okay. hi rosalina this is will again hello so okay so help me with this so we were talking about in the earlier discussion we were talking about perception and um you know, whatever thought or illusion that people come up from you know just seeing you or knowing something about you let's move the conversation towards dating so I've had situations where I've been interested in people taking them out to eat. You said that there are things that you can do to give the idea of a price point for when you're when they're looking over the menu. I saw that yeah. on um, one of your interviews, and you were like, I think the example you gave was the stuffed chicken breast looks good. <laughs> can, can you give me a little bit more insight on how we can do that so they don't get carried away by what they think you have? Yeah, well, first of all, uh, maybe your restaurant selection wasn't the right one. That's oh, a giveaway okay. right there. Okay. People get at you know, the top of the mark or the top of wherever it is in your area. 
that already eludes or gives the impression that it's going to be a pricey dinner. Okay. And, you know, depending on who I am, I might just go, well, it's already costing an arm and a leg. What the heck? You know, I'm going to go for it. Um, so maybe consider a, a more price-friendly, I guess you can say, restaurant for the first time to get to know this person because, you know, as you mentioned, you start dating the first one or two were usually on our best behavior. Right, right, right. And, um, you know, oh, I'll just have the cup of soup. And, you know, when it really gets down to it, the, mm-hmm. they're, they're having the lobster and everything else. Exactly. But, so do that. And then, yes, exactly what you said, you know, oh, gosh, I hear that this sounds good and that sh- is an indicator. However, I've had people ask me, they they practiced that on a date, and the person, um, male or female, does not take the hint, whether they don't want to, or they're just so unaware that they still order something very expensive, mm-hmm. and they order the appetizers and the dessert and all that stuff. Well, then you're stuck, or if you are on a budget, you may just say, you know, why don't we stick to this? I'd like to, you know, leave and, and, and if you have some other plans, get to the movie on time. So why don't we skip dessert or we get an ice cream later if you see that they're going crazy on that. So um, it wouldn't be in your um, in your advice to say, you know, that's a little out of the budget for tonight. You can. You can. Uh, you can. There is nothing really wrong. You're not being, I think most people, I, I, I commend you for being, open to me that's a courageous statement to say on a first date because normally we're trying to impress one another right, right. and a lot of people will go in debt because they just don't know what to say so if you can say that for tonight this is something da 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 i think that is marvelous and you will learn so much about that person depending on their reaction True. i completely True. concur i'm just like waving my hands in the studio right now i'm just like yes <laughs> Because if this is like a first date and trying to meet somebody and they're trying to like break your bank or they're not cognizant of, especially if you're doing something else aside from eating, mm-hmm. then they're just trying to get in your pockets. So they're not interested in, you know, being around you or getting to know you as a person or enjoying your company. They're just, you know what I mean? Like, I, 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 I tip my hat off to you on that because I completely agree. Oh, completely. And plan different types of dates. You know, we're so used to, oh, the dinner and all that. Save that for the third day. Maybe the first one. Go do something fun where that you can actually see them interact with other people and situations. I mean, people do that on, on employers or potential employees do that of on course. interviews. You know, let's see how you handle adversity, um, how you handle a rude uh you know, ticket taker or something like that. And that's where you learn. And then it saves you tons of money on that nice dinner. Agree. Like for me, like if I'm going to go on a date with somebody that I'm not like completely like lukewarm on, I would either bring them somewhere public where like I have other friends that are there and we're all hanging out together. So that way my friends can gauge, you know, how they are and they can kind of give me the thumbs up or thumbs down. So that way I'm not spending a ton of money on this person. You know what I mean? So that way if stuff goes south, then I can have my escape plan and I'm good. Yeah, and I think that's great for the date as well. It gives them an out, you know, a shorter evening. Agreed. Make the first date, you know, lunch or breakfast even, or you know, just, just so that you're right. You have an out, even if it's not with friends, but it's short, it's less expensive, and then you, you know, you gauge if, if they accept or not. So that's all good stuff. Now, I, I have a question. It, it's Chris again. Um, so normally at a, a work setting, how would you handle uh, if you're interested in attending a networking event? If you aren't interested, I'm sorry. Oh, if you are not interested. Well, typically, if you're working for an employer, they either will encourage you or 
defend you, and then you really have no choice to represent the company. You know, I've, I've run across a lot of people who, oh, I work for this big company and I'm here um, to, to drum up business or whatever. Well, then at that point, you do it and you do it graciously and you represent your company well. But if you're on your own or you're networking because you're looking for a new career uh, and you don't want to go and you get invited, simply say, no, thank you. That's it. I mean, I, to me, the less information you give. To me, giving out information and excuses is ammunition for the other person who may be the pushy type of person. So normally when I don't want to attend a networking event, I just say, no, thank you. It, it's, it's not convenient for my schedule or I have a prior commitment. That prior commitment can be I'm watching, you know, CSI or, or whatever <laughs> on TV, eating po you know, popcorn with extra butter on there, sitting on the couch. Right. That's my business. Um, so a simple no thank you or thanks for thinking of me, uh, perhaps next time if you really want to keep that door open. Okay. Okay. So let me take that from work to personal because I'm the type of person where I would prefer, if I had an option, I would prefer to be home. I really like being in my house. It's very comfortable. I'm fine doing that. But because of what I do, I get a lot of invitations to go to a lot of places to which I do not normally go. But I was told by my publicist and by friends that, you know, that's not the best thing sometimes. That you, sometimes when you don't take a, um, invitations, the invitations stop coming. And then I was told sometimes you have to socialize with the purpose. What is your advice on, on my situation? I agree that you are in the public eye. You, you want to expand your audience or uh, followership. Uh, that is something that I fought tooth and nail. I'm like you, but I, and I then I went to the extreme and attended almost every event that I could attend. And what I have learned is be strategic. Mm. If you're going to do it, especially when you don't like it, you're comfortable at home, all that stuff, be selective. That's okay. You're still getting out there because I have wasted, and I, now that I think about it, it really wasn't a waste. I learned a lot. I learned that those were not for me, those type of networking um, events. Uh, they're, they're not all a good fit. They're not all beneficial, and not just to you because that sounds like, oh, greedy, like, oh, what am I, what's in it for me? and a lot of people attend for that reason, but not beneficial for others. There's nothing you can do to help them. So do a little research on the event before you decline or accept. You know, sometimes you can even see who's going to be there, the location. Personally, I refuse, I, I, and maybe it's I, I'm getting old, but um, to go to networking events where there's super loud music, tons of free booze, and food. No one is there. In fact, I've been to some of those where they've been so honest and they go, I'm just here to hook up or I'm just here for the free food. It's like, <laughs> wow. Well, I mean, I appreciate it. I actually thank them because now I'm not going to waste my time trying to talk to you over this super loud music. Right. So I just don't go to those type of events anymore or very seldomly. So be selective. Okay. Thank you. Thank you. Hey, Rosalind, this is Don Elegant. Civility and etiquette sounds too formal for today's world. Why should the average person care about this? You don't have to care. I, I just think if, if, if it's working for you, being rude, being pushy, being aggressive, whatever, getting you where you need to be, apparently, you know, it, it works and, and go for it. However, however, how many people are you losing along the way? How many doors have you closed and opportunities have you lost? So to me, it, it, while it can be formal, especially the word, ooh, etiquette and even civility, so that's why I kind of break it down to more social skills, just interacting with people, uh, Th that that really just, I think it helps you respond to situations versus react. Okay. Uh, okay. Uh, 
that's huge. It, it, I believe it helps you more productively handle like awkward or different, uh, difficult situations. And you know, as I mentioned, it, it can enhance your business relationships and especially your your personal relationships. And and that is something we we all strive for most most of us. And and people say, well, that you know, if I'm being sweet and nice and kind, then I'm not being aggressive and assertive. And that doesn't mean anything. In fact, you can say whatever you want. Just say it tactfully. You know, especially I say that to the people who go, I just speak my mind. i got to tell people what I'm thinking. Well, no, you don't, first of all. No, you don't. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and secondly, did they ask you? Uh, are they open to it? You know, hello. But even if you are that type of person, and I'm not going to change and all that, I hear that all the time, fine, just say it tactfully. You know, because what is your point? Um, gosh, sorry, I went, went off. But no, you're fine. Uh, uh, it, it makes you more likable as mm-hmm. well, you know, Thank practicing you. some of these things. No, along the whole lines of etiquette, I know there's a lot of people out there that are germaphobic but don't consider themselves to be. Uh, how do I shake hands with someone who's just wiped their nose? Or if so, how can I decline? All right. You never decline a handshake first even if their hand has been in other places that you just saw them do, you know, scratching or itching, whatever, um, you don't. Now, if you, you, you can, however, I know, I know it's nasty, but um, however, if you do decide to decline, think about your reason. Oh, I have, you know, most people go to, the go-to thing is, oh, I've got a cold, I'm trying not to pass it. Okay, that's great, but there you are talking with them, and the third person enters your little group, and you shake their hand. Now, mm. what does that look like? So you need to be careful once you've, you know, that tangled web we weave thing about lying. Um, you can say that. Or maybe, you know, you happen to have some food in your hand or holding a beverage and just go, oh, my hand's a little damp, you know, uh, and, and not shake their hand. That's another way, but you better have a drink in your hand or food, food that you're holding. Mm-hmm. Uh, and um, so that, that's one, a, a few ways to decline. And if you do shake their hand, then just keep it to your side, and as soon as the conversation's over, excuse yourself and Purell the heck out of it or wash them or whatever you need to do. Just don't pick up any food and eat it. Um, And the other thing to remember is just because we didn't see someone's hand go somewhere unpleasant, it doesn't mean it hasn't been there before they walked in the room. Mm, That's true. That's true. Mm -hmm. That's Mm -hmm. true. I have a doctor that all he does is he, he does the fist bump. He walks in, he does a fist bump. Like, okay. I know is that like just as bad because you still got germs what, on your knuckles and like the top of your hand? I mean, regardless. You yeah. Know, well, you don't expect You will, but no food usually goes food. there. You usually pick yeah. things up with, with your fingers or you rub your eye with your fingers. Um, Touche. Yeah, but yeah, a lot of people are doing that. And I've been asked, like, what if someone, I'm meeting someone or even at an interview, uh, at an interview, I'd extend my hand or, you know, you're meeting someone for the first time, a client extend my hand now if they put the fist bump out then go with it don't you know you're not going to go hey what are you doing or anything like that Hmm, okay go with it Mm -hmm. so our final question for you we were debating well actually donnell was debating um before you called in so you're, you're going out with your friends for the evening when the check is presented how do you split the check without ruining the evening That's a big one, and that comes up. It, if you go out frequently with these friends, then you can easily talk about it. Hey, we're all splitting the check, right? Some restaurants won't let you split the check because, you know, if it's six or more, um, 
you know, I, I've spoken to several servers, and they said that's that'll take us forever. You mm -hmm. know, one credit card at a time or one debit card at a time. So that's another. That's one of the reasons that they do that. Uh, if you're in a situation, let's just say whatever situation, and somebody goes, no, I'm getting it. No, I'm getting it. Offer. If the person offers, you can say, please let me once. If they go, no, 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 I got this. Well, would you let me leave the tip? No, mm. no, no, I got this. Stop. Thank you. And just accept it as a gift. Um, and, and, you know, you can pay it back or invite them later. But fighting is, is, is I just say don't. You can always deal with it once you leave the restaurant. You can deal with it the next day. I did that. I put it on my credit card, and I said, hey, just send me something through PayPal. You know, it was $57 for you. And we dealt with it that way because this technology is there. We don't need to, you know, settle the score right there and then. Unless you got that friend who always forgets their wallet, then right. we want to Oh get yes, advanced. exactly. Mm -hmm. uh -huh. Conveniently forgets the wallet every uh -huh. time. <laughs> exactly, exactly. So your book, "Don't Burp in the Boardroom." So, are some of these tips in the book as well? Yes, some of them. Not so much dating because it's a, a lot more related to the workplace. Okay. But I do extend it in some, and and a lot of the things that I talk about and options really can be applied in your personal life. Okay. And where can people get a uh, copy of this book? Uh, Amazon. Um, that's the easiest way. Barnes & Noble or Amazon. Okay. And people can follow you because you also do, like, workshops and things like that. How can yes. people follow you? Uh, just if, if you go, I, I don't like to give out, you know, every little social media call name. It's just tedious. But just rosalindarandall.com and everything's on there, Twitter, everything, uh, all the information that you need and and tips that I put up there all the time. Awesome, awesome, awesome. Mm -hmm. So were there any more common rude behaviors that you wanted to tell us about? Well, the top complaints, and, and, and you know, it kind of varies from year to year, but the most recent ones I hear is lack of response. People do not reply to a text or an email oh, or yes. a phone call. Yes. Just, right? Just right. say yeah, no. Yeah, they do. I yep. don't want Or they don't, rather. Yeah. I, and, and that's just even in business. And the, the kind of unwritten rule in the etiquette world for business is get back to someone 24 to 48 um, business hours. But because everyone's with their phone, we all expect immediate response. And if we don't, we are texting, we are IMing. Right, that is, right. <laughs> that is very true. That is very true. <laughs> it is. And you know what I tell people? If you have that person who is not going to wait, just, just they will hound you forever, there's a choice to make. Either let them hound you and irritate you and annoy you or get back to them and get them off your back. Mm -hmm. You know, we have options on how to handle that. And mm -hmm. To me, the latter is, is usually it. And the other one is a speakerphone, people walking around the store. Oh, yeah. Work. It's like, I don't care about your Aunt Hilda. You know? <laughs> Just no. Um, and then the big one is lack of interest during a conversation people either looking at their phone or looking to see who's walking by and, and that's just rude isn't it yeah mm -hmm. wow. yeah those are the top ones and if i could leave people with one thing because i know you need to wrap this up is I, I just overlook things i think we spend so much time and energy and our joy and and and, uh, and time to accomplish things are taken away because we stop and just want to dissect everything that someone says or did they mean it and were they mean and did they unfriend me? So what? So what? So what? My life is going to go on. So I'm a big fan of overlooking things and then just moving on. Okay. Okay. You know what? I do have one more question. So 
Back to the dating. Back to the dating. Because I want to make sure I handle something right. I really don't care if I handle it right. Yes, you do. But technically, I want to make sure that you, you. Be quiet. So, for other people. You want to know for exactly, other Exactly. I like how you said that. So if you're dating somebody, and we weren't even dating, but if, if, See, you're, if him, you're just not even you. feeling the chemistry, is there what, what's the right way to go about it? This is what I did. First, you tell me if it's wrong. Okay, so it was just pretty much a texting thing. It was through, our, our next guest is going to talk about online or app dating. It was through an app. And so it was basically just texting, but the conversation got off, and I wasn't liking how it was going. So what I did was I texted them back, told them that the, com- the, the conversations weren't going in the direction that I was comfortable with or that I liked, and that I appreciated talking to them, but to take care. Was that the right way to do it? or? Well, it depends on how deep you got into the text feed. Was it already a little bit, you know, amorous, and was it going well, and then all of a sudden she says one thing, and you just slam her down? Sexting. You know, <laughs> confusing for her? But well, it yeah. was going good, and then there was a little flirting going on, and then the flirting just got continual, and it was just to the point where I'm like, okay. I was seeing where it was going. I, was, I just, It was a kind of a turnoff, so I was just like, you know. Yeah, I think, well, you know, the, the bad thing about texting conversation is you miss the facial expression, you miss the body language, you miss the nuances, and how do you know her girlfriend's not sitting there going, say this, say this? Exactly, and yeah. It, it, it can be depending on the mood. Are you sitting there texting while you're watching TV and you just sort of wrote a sentence where you it, it, was, it could have been misunderstood or her as well? So... I, I just think even a phone call, and I know that is not today's world oh where God. you want to hear each other. That's why like, there's FaceTime. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, FaceTime. Once it gets a little bit, when you when you got to the flirting stage, mm-hmm. see that could have been the next step to, to see that. And you still could have gotten the same vibe, and she could have said the same flirty, ongoing thing, whatever turns you off. Mm-hmm. But I believe if it's a turnoff, and I heard you guys talking about, you know, overweight people and all that, and it, and it's true, it's 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 your thing. It's nobody can tell you what you're going to be attracted or what is a turnoff. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. They were looking at me all sideways. I was watching. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. So, so I think in 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 your case, I, but I'm I've got a a good head on my shoulders and, 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 and I'm a good mental state of mind. I don't know who you're dealing with. I would appreciate a forthright saying, you know, let's just stop this now. Don't be wasting my time. So I would have appreciated it, but you don't know who's on the other end, really. Right. Thank right, you. Right. Okay. All right. When you know better, you do better. So thank you so much for coming on the show. I really appreciate it. And I'm definitely going to have you back if you will. Oh, it would be a pleasure. And thank you for being so, uh, uh, understanding with the with the cancellation. Oh, no problem. No problem at all. At all. all of you were a pleasure. It was really fun. Thank, well, you. thank you. Have a good evening. You too. Thanks. All right. Bye-bye. All right. We're waiting for um, our special guest to come in, but I want to ask you a question. So what are your thoughts about, I know you guys, have, I, both of y'all look like y'all have done it before. What are your thoughts about snooping through your significant other's texts, emails, um, First off, I've never done that because I'm a big advocate of trust because I have my own texts and emails. And oh, if she would dare to try to go through my stuff, we would have issues. There's, there's an Aaliyah song. It's called Don't Know What to Tell You. And the lyric says, we cannot have T-R-U-S-T to keep our L-O-V-E. If there's no trust, there's no nothing. So if you feel as though you need to go through somebody's texts, emails, whatever the case, y'all don't need to be together, period. So you've never done it? No. 
For Your what? nose growing. Now, I've had that done to me. Mm-hmm. Why would I? Like, honestly, if you're going to cheat or do whatever you need to do, you're going to do it. Or not need to, but want to, whatever. You're mm-hmm. going to do it anyway. So why am I going to exert all the extra energy to go snoop behind you for what? I got my own so, life. Okay, so if somebody, if if, if she does snoop, fine. Oh, it's happened. She's do you, do I have you, a story. Do, do you want me to you, tell you the story? Do you, no, I don't. I really okay. don't. <laughs> do, you, do, you, do you respond to it? You have to respond. You can't you not respond. You don't respond. have to respond to but, it. Yeah, you you went through my stuff. You do because there. Then the situation is already created. Hey, such and such texted you this, and then there's the whole. Okay, well, why are you going through my phone? Oh, well, I was suspicious of blah 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 blah. Well, why was you suspicious? You can't talk to me and say, hey, I feel X Y Z, but you want to wait till I'm asleep or in the shower or whatever, and then you know go behind my back and go through my stuff. There's a violation of trust there, so you don't trust me. If you don't trust me, then why are we together? Period. What do you say, Chris? Good point. Um, I say, trust. Trust is earned, not given. I believe that you should be able to trust somebody enough to mm-hmm. not snoop through their stuff. Granted, you know, if some incidents comes up that, you know, of course, when you snoop through somebody's phone, that kind of violates the whole trust issue. Mm-hmm. But um, I, that just goes along saying that, I mean, if you're going to have trust issues to enough to go through somebody else's phone, snoop around, and uh, whether or not you find somebody or not, still sets the fact that you don't trust them enough to be on their own to read whatever, you know, to correlate thing. Chris's point, yes. Now, if somebody did something to violate your trust, then, yeah, you're going to go through their stuff. But I feel like if you don't trust this person, you need to let them know that you don't trust them, not go behind their back to go through their stuff. But then also, you know, why would you still be together then? Agreed. Now, if you don't trust them, that I mean, that's the whole communication thing. If you don't trust the person that you're with, hey, whatever happened, I feel X, Y, Z. Maybe we should take a break, blah, blah, blah. But don't don't. Fake the funk and be like, you know, we're, I'm still happy. I still love you, blah, blah, blah. We went through whatever, and I'm asleep or I'm in the shower and you're going through my phone. Now, a lot of people do it out of desperation because they're afraid of finding out if, you know, somebody behind their There's back. There's a TLC song called Damage, and the lyrics goes, I might go through your stuff for what I don't want to find. Why are you going through my stuff in the first place for stuff that you're going to get mad at me well, for? Sometimes but sometimes you, you, you could give them a reason. If There's you're always secretive, a reason. No. If you're secretive. Trust, trust, trust. Period. Ex- Communication, not not even trust. If you feel a certain type of way, tell me. I have nothing to hide. This is me personally. Maybe some people do have stuff to hide. If you honestly feel that you don't trust me because of whatever, mm-hmm. tell me, hey, I feel X, Y, Z. This is what happened. I don't trust you. I feel like you might have lied or half lied or whatever because of this is what happened. This is the evidence. This is what you did. So I feel how I feel because of this is what you did. Now, if you keep doing what you did, then we got issues. I'm, am I going to go through your stuff? For what? I'm grown. I got my own life. Everybody has their own life to live, period. If you're going to spend all this extra energy, granted, if you care about this person, you want to work it out, whatever. But if they keep breaking your trust, either you look stupid or they're letting you look stupid or maybe there's a bigger picture and more stuff you need to work so, on. So how do you feel about passwords in a relationship? Your personal stuff is your personal stuff. How do you feel period. about passwords? That's the you question. You need a password. You have your own life. If you break up, what's the password for? Because you have your own stuff. Now, if you break up, you have to realize once you're not with your significant other, you're still you. A lot of people lose themselves in their relationship. You can share passwords. You have nothing to hide. There's nothing wrong with that. But at the same time. So you're saying you can share passwords. They can can have have your password. It's It's not for them. Nobody should make you give them anything. Period. You are your own person, whether you're in a relationship or not. So. and on that note, I mean, the whole password situation, I mean, everybody's entitled to their own right to privacy. Agreed. 
But um, no, I just want to. You're gonna give your girlfriend I, I the, like access to all your stuff. Hmm? You're gonna give your girlfriend access to all your stuff. It depends what stuff. You're gonna give your girlfriend access to all your stuff. Well, not all the. Thank you. That that stuff. that's my point. I mean, as far as you know, I mean, pictures, sure. You know, you have friends that like this. You're no, no, you're you're, you're side talking me. Are you or are you not <laughs> going to give your girlfriend access to all of your stuff? Yes or if no? If she asks for it. If she asks for it. So you're not gonna volunteer but, it, but if she but asks, I will, no, hope, hope, because no. I don't want her to feel that she can't trust me. That has nothing to do with trust, though. You have you had your Facebook, Instagram, all that stuff before y'all even got to hold on. You let me finish. You let me finish. You let me finish. You let me finish. You had all that stuff before y'all got together. So why should she need access to all of it? I mean, she wouldn't unless he didn't violate it. So again, if she asked you, even though she doesn't need access to it, would you give it to her, or would you ask her why does she need it? I mean, I know you. Sorry to the answer. Well, of course, for all our avid listeners, go ahead. Of course, you'd ask. You know, if she questions whether or not she can trust you or not, but um, why does it have to do with trust? If you haven't done anything to make her mistrust you, what if she's like, "Hey, Chris, I love you. We're dating for X amount of time. Blah blah blah. Give me your password to your Facebook, your Instagram, your email, just to make sure you're not well, doing anything." Of course, anything. you're gonna ask why. Mm-hmm. And but. she's like, "Just to make sure there's nothing going on." You know, would you still give it to her, even though you might have nothing to hide? But just for the fact that, hey. Some stuff I have to keep to myself. You still give it to her, yes or no? I would. I okay. Would. Okay. All right. You see the, you see the smirk? Though, Thank Will. you, guys. You Thank you so much. Will, Thank you. See the smirk I don't on keep face. Doing Thank you so much. Um, okay, I need to make a public statement. Someone challenged me to say something. So we were ca- talking earlier about the person, the lady that was in the bathing suit, who my point was that she was comfortable in her own skin. Even though a lot of people may not be attracted to somebody who's overweight, she was comfortable in her own skin. I, I just need to go is. on record saying that I personally do not fat shame because um, there's a person who is in our chat room on Facebook who was saying that I fat shame. And I think that person, they, they're very uncomfortable in their own skin. So they're really going against what I was saying that is attractive. Oh. Someone who's comfortable in their own skin, this person is not comfortable in their own skin. So they really, they fat shame them up. They're, then they're not talking to us about the... Not even talking to us. Oh, but they just wanted me to verbally say that I don't fat shame. So... That's them. But let, let, me, let me ask you guys this question. So there was a mom who lost 103 pounds um, to, spite, to spite her husband and her husband's mistress. So imagine giving birth. I know you guys can't imagine that. But imagine giving birth to a beautiful baby I, I girl. T- and then a mere few months later, you discover text on your husband's phone, going through your husband's phone, um, that not only revealed that he was cheating on you, but that he and his mistress were teasing you about the weight that you had gained having his baby. So she had just given birth to her daughter. At that time, she weighed 265 pounds. You know, some normal people would feel that, you know, taking their kids and burning the house down and just divorcing him. But what she did was she took a different route. She actually thanked him for the whole situation, and she went out and lost 103 pounds. That sounds like an Adele song. Yeah. Um, But I'm listening. So I want to know, have you guys ever encountered or experienced something that hurt you so bad, but that actually challenged you to do better or improve yourself? Because they always say success is the best revenge. I'm going to let you go ahead and handle that, Chris. <laughs> well, I'll let you take your piece, too. But. I'm not spiteful like that. I don't think that's spiteful. Honestly. Oh, see, this guy, Daggers. Um, But I agree. Success is your own revenge. Like, there's, I mean, there's always, you know, situations that, you know, you go through with people and, you know, you break up, you whatever, and then they see you doing, you know, what you're doing now and you're a lot more successful than you were when you were with them. So sometimes they may say, hey, you know, I'm glad that you're doing well. And sometimes they might not. 
but you know that you're doing better than you were while you were with them. So, like, I mean, your success, you don't necessarily have to, you know, make it known or gloat or, you know, be petty about it. But they know that you're, su- that you're successful, rather, and you know that you're successful, which is even more important. So, I mean, that in itself is its own revenge without you having to be petty about it. But I personally haven't had that happen to me. But I know that would play a lot of a lot big part in motivation towards uh, self-success. And granted, you know, going out of her way, thanking them, that was a really bold thing to do. And I must say, I uh, commemorate her for that. But because, you know, how successful she was, you know, losing all that weight, I feel that it was to her own healthy well-being. Agreed. I just think if you're going to do something like that, like as far as like losing weight, like to me, I would I would do it more so for me than to spite you know, do it for your my mistress or my ex-wife and her dude. I Instead guess, Mister Mister, I think is it Mister whatever the dude that she was cheating on me with. Uh-huh. You know, so you know, I would if I was that big, I gave like gave birth to where I adopted a kid and I was just happy to be fat. Whatever, my ex was cheating on me with some dude, whatever. So like, I would want to look better and do better for me. Granted, maybe I might rub it in her face, maybe I wouldn't, but like, I that wouldn't necessarily be my fuel you know what i'm saying to do better for myself but i commend her for it and like you know she i'm I'm pretty sure she's better off now that she's thinner you know with the baby and all that so she probably looks better than the mistress who knows she looked good in the picture yeah but okay me personally um we all have discussed my breakup but my breakup really encouraged me which one it motivated me i've only had one breakup in 16 years baby get with it I was okay. Um, <laughs> you you caught him out of air. Get with it. What? Sixteen ha- years, only one. So it wasn't but, okay. Ooh. I've only ooh. what that did was that motivated me <laughs> to number one, get in the gym because you know, dating after sixteen years, I'm in my forties now, so I'm trying to maintain you know my appearance. So it motivated me to get in shape. Motivated me to um, finish my degree, work on my next degree, and it just really motivated me to work on myself to better myself. And it's not for revenge or anything. It was just basically now is my time. Because before, you know, when you're in a relationship, you you're sharing a lot of that. You do. Yeah. You do. I agree. And this was just motivation for me to actually become the best person that I can become. Yeah. For me. But friend requests. Do you guys accept all the friend requests you get? I have 5,000 mm. Facebook friends, so I can't. You finished? You're, you're maxed? I am maxed out. So did you, when people would send them to you, would you just accept them? No, I can't. Because, like, Facebook tells you, hey, you meet your capacity of Facebook friends. No, so I'm talking but to get to that 5,000, when people would send you a friend request? Oh, no. Or would like, you research between, them and, and check? No, no, no. I, I, if somebody does send me a friend request, I would either check how many mutual friends we have yeah, uh-huh. to make sure I actually know you. But, you know, like, between school, the military, music, modeling, you know, all the extra stuff that I do, I get friend requests all the time. So if someone does send me a friend request, because sometimes people have more than one page, you know, for whatever stupid reason that they do. Like, for me, it would be, like, how many mutual friends that we have in common or if I actually know you or if I might met you in passing and, you know, we chit-chatted or whatever and you just found me on Facebook. Hmm. But that's just me. Like, if I met you in person and I know who you were, you know, as soon as I see your profile picture or whatever, then obviously, you know, I I would confirm because I don't have 5,000 friends. Anyways. (laughs) (laughs) But, I mean, depending on, you know... Along with the whole mutual friendship thing, if I knew you through hanging out with a, another group of people, I might add you. That's it's kind of a whole controversy there, but um, but yeah. So I mean, pretty much if I know who you are and I've worked with you before, mm-hmm. or I met you through another group of people, quite normally. So you're I really would, strict, Don. I, I am. 
Okay. For me, like, I, I, and I would say this. I would honestly delete somebody to add somebody else. If it's for, like, networking or, like, really click, you know what yeah. I'm saying? Or if it's somebody that I'm really cool with, I, I'm i not above deleting people to add somebody else. If mm-hmm. it's beneficial to be your Facebook friend, Vice, being somebody else's that I haven't talked to in X amount of time, or they might have more than one page. Like, you know, like, because Facebook notifies you when it's somebody's birthday, and then you find out they have, like, two pages. Yeah. Which one do yeah. you use? Yeah. Like, I mean, come on. Okay. Okay, that's a good point. What's one of your other topics? You had a lot of good topics in the group. I did, and I honestly cannot think of one directly off the top of my head. Oh, I do. Okay, I have one. Um, wait, I had like two, and I was going to say one, then I like totally changed oh, did my you mind. Have one? Did, you, did you have one of yours? Yeah, like four. Four or five. Yeah, I had a couple. Um, but mine's more along the lines of healthy choices. Which is good. I like Which those. is, should you either eat three meals a day, or should you eat Small portions throughout the day. I take fat burners so I don't eat. Who got time for uh, all that? <laughs> I eat when I'm hungry. <laughs> <laughs> That's the thing. Like I'm trying to like have I, we have a bet, so I have like the whole ninja body bet thing going on. So uh-huh. I've lost like man like 15, 16 pounds from May to like now. Mm-hmm. So like these GNC shout out performance, good job guys. But like no, like I exercise and stuff. But like what they do is like like I have to like make myself eat because I'm conscious that I haven't eaten. So, like, I'll eat, like, you know, a salad or because, like, last time I cooked, like, salmon and chopped it up and put it on, like, a bit of, you know, lettuce and, like, you know, peppers and all that and, like, light vinaigrette dressing was very delicious. But, like, no, like, I honestly, like, for people, for normal circumstances that aren't mine, I honestly think probably smaller portions than bigger because you're not, you don't eat to get full. You know, you eat, you know, to, you know, sustain yourself. Feel your appetite. Yeah. But, um, but for Will, because I know you said you've been going to the gym. You know, mm-hmm. quite recently, and I've, I've seen your Facebook post. So do you think it's more important to have your, you know, nutritional three meals a day, breakfast, lunch, dinner? I think it's actually more nutritional. Everyone, because I've, I've had a couple trainers, and they were just saying more mini meals throughout the day. Um, to eat heavier early, like your breakfast and your lunch, and then more lighter, and then you're, you're in between snacks towards the evening, and it's stopped by 7 o'clock. Oh, really? So, um, so yeah. after seven, you can't eat anything until yeah, you go to sleep. That's what they were saying. Mm-hmm. So how many mini meals do you eat before seven? They're saying like six to seven. You should eat six to seven times per day, not full meals, but some of so the things that they're giving. You know, give it like two, three hours, and then. Well, it, it made no sense to me, and I wasn't interested. So, but because really I would want to know, like, what consists of you know, like a meal, like you know what I mean? Like, is it what, like a like protein shakes so those are considered okay. like okay 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 yeah, I got you. Meal, those are considered like meal replacements side note okay for everybody that takes protein because my twin brother does and like you do and it, it like it tastes like powdered dirt to me like what's the the end game I know you want to get big and muscles and all that but like is there something that you can drink with it or take with it to make it taste better so you know what I'm saying like you can maybe it's just maybe it's me well, it's maybe lot, it's me it's a lot thicker um, kind of like more of like a milkshake esque if you mix it with milk with water i personally take it with water because granted it's still chunky but that's just the style because it's cookies and cream there are chunks of you know cookies still in there but you know with the other powders like i know i have gold whey uh french vanilla chunky mm-hmm. water still sounds nasty but, but it's, go ahead. it's it's a lot thinner and it goes down a lot smoother but um i mean personally i just don't like the taste and i figure a lot of people turn towards more you know how their protein tastes mm-hmm. than actually taking whatever's on the market mm-hmm. So they try we're going to you know, come back to that. We're going to come back to that. You know where our next guest is on the line, Dr. Eli. She's a Ph.D. She's a tenure-track assistant professor of psychology at Queensboro Community College in New York. She has also served as an associate professor at her alma mater, 
the George Washington University. She's the author of Understanding Aggression, Psychological Origins and Approaches to Aggressive Behavior. She is an adjunct at NYU for the MA program in psychology where she teaches um, psychology of social media to graduate students there. So we're going to welcome her on the show to talk to us about our dating apps and online dating ruining our love lives. Please help me welcome to the show, Dr. Alai. Welcome to the show. Hi, thank you. I'm happy to be here. Thank you for coming on. We were just talking a little bit earlier about my, my some of my escapades with apps. I'm on every app known to man and <laughs> just not having the best of luck at it. So I just wanted to ask you to get things started. How is technology impacting romance in this, in this 21st century? Oh, man. I think a better question would be, how is it not? It's wow. a total game changer, right? Right, exactly. Well, you know, I think that ultimately we're all searching for connection, and technology just offers us an additional resource to mm-hmm. seek out that connection and to give us potentially more options or choices. Okay, all right. Okay, so I've seen Catfish, and I'm sure that you have. <laughs> and, like, it's it's kind of messed up that, you know, people, you know, use other people's pictures to, you know, to lure people in, and they talk to them for X amount of time, and then they fall in love, and then they meet them, or they don't meet them, and then, you know, X, Y, Z happens. Um, is it more intimidating to approach people for the first time face-to-face since so much socialization has migrated online? Yeah, face-to-face definitely requires a different skill set than online. And actually what a lot of the research suggests is for millennials who've grown up with the technology, they're so accustomed to having the buffer of that screen that they're just not as comfortable with face-to-face interactions. Because think about it, face-to-face, it's awkward, it's unscripted, there are silences or pauses, for instance, you can't necessarily anticipate what the person is going to say, facial expressions are really complex, and For a lot of younger people, when interactions migrate online, they feel like they're more in control because they can read over what they're saying. Um, You have this sense that you're presenting the best version of yourself. But obviously, it also is that double-edged sword. You can be presenting a false version of yourself. Mm -hmm. It's kind of like a watered-down version of yourself. I don't really think that the medium of going online promotes our authentic selves. Um, it really encourages performance. So whether it means just photoshopping or using an app to um, disguise our flaws physically or a catfish scenario where you're completely misrepresenting yourself, mm-hmm. there's definitely a lot more room for deception. Hmm. Uh, this is Chris, and I'm just curious. Um, do you feel that there are trade-offs regarding meeting people in a more traditional way? than like, you know, through family or friends versus online intimate connections? You know, I think that with the smartphones and how accessible our digital gadgets are, the lines between offline and online are kind of blurred today, especially for younger people. So even if you meet someone through more traditional means, you still have access to Googling them, right? You can still check them out on social media. So I think there's always a little bit of that online connection, regardless of how you first meet. But um, there's probably more of a safety if you're meeting someone through a third party that you trust. Mm-hmm. 
versus if you're using a dating app or some other kinds of less personal source. But I think there's a lot of blurring today where even if we meet someone through more traditional means, a lot of times we're still going to seek them out online and try to see how they're presenting themselves on social media or through other sites, for instance. Oh, okay. Okay, okay. So... I was, let me see, I was in a relationship for 16 years. Prior to me getting in a relationship, they didn't have apps. Apps, they were non-existent. Um, so mm-hmm. now single again, there are apps. And like I said, I'm on all of them. But I want to know, you know, are there, are there any generational variations in the willingness to, you know, seek out partners online? I, I mean, I was pretty much technical savvy, so I had no problem transitioning. But I have some people who are in my age range who just aren't comfortable with doing that. Yeah, I mean, I think that's the stereotype that younger people are more comfortable with dating apps. I have to share with you, I was actually really surprised when um, this was actually systematically studied. You guys might be surprised to hear that there's actually no difference between millennials who are using the dating apps versus adults over the age of 35. It's within the 29 to 30% range. So what's happened, especially within the last several years, is that, you know, it used to be totally stigmatized to meet people online. And it's just such an acceptable part of our culture today that you have a lot of older people that are becoming more comfortable or that are being encouraged by other people to at least try it. You actually might also be surprised to hear that people who've never been married are the biggest users of online dating. And there's an increase among individuals in their 50s and 60s. So even some of our parents and older folks are getting on board as well. Yeah. Okay. And do you find that people who are have busier lifestyles, like working professionals, um, that's always my excuse because I, I'm so busy. That's my that's my socialization time. I don't have time to go to Definitely. clubs you know, or things so, like that. Absolutely. And it's, it's, it can be hard or it can be intimidating to just kind of approach someone cold in different social settings unless you have someone else to kind of facilitate a meeting. Exactly. And so I think even among um, older users, we're starting to feel more comfortable kind of migrating our um, socialization online. And there is that sense of kind of a buffer with the screen. You know, being rejected on a dating app isn't quite as bad it as is not. someone in a bar. Right, But you want to be careful about that, too, because I feel like a lot of people will get distracted or spend time on dating apps, but they won't actually meet the people they're communicating with. Have you ever spoken to people on these dating apps online, but you never actually meet face-to-face? Oh, tons. Tons, yes. yes. (laughs) I just ended one tonight. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So I would actually, I have to share, I met my partner online, Mm -hmm. and I'm not particularly tech savvy, but I think that um, a lot of it has to do with motivation, kind of what are your intentions Mm -hmm. when you use the dating app, and what are you looking for, what are your expectations, and um, for me, I was looking for an exclusive relationship, and so I was somewhat selective in terms of which dating apps I was using, but I was also very eager to facilitate a face-to-face interaction Mm. once we initially connected online, because I feel like what happens, as long as it's within a safe contact face-to-face, if you don't push 
to meet in person quickly, you can create this false sense of intimacy where you just continue to exchange things online and it never migrates outside the virtual space. You're also dealing with a lot more competition if you stay within the virtual sphere because you don't know how many other people exactly. the potential uh, date might also be communicating with. Mm. So I, I think it's... Um, you know, if, if you're more serious about it or you're really seeking a more meaningful connection, um, I would recommend kind of facilitating a face-to-face meeting sooner. Right, right. And that would mean that we have to be local as well. That's true. Okay. Absolutely. And, of course, you can filter searches to kind of see how close versus how far would you be willing to travel or search, for instance. Exactly. All right. Thank you. Because you can be face-to-face sure. on, you know, FaceTime or, that you know, there's other, you know, mediums that you can actually see this person that you're still dating online because long distance relationships do work True. theoretically um right but my question is um are dating apps conductive to romance or are they undermining opportunities for real connections you said you met your partner online so not you personally but just like right, right. Speaking. <laughs> no i mean i think that's a great question and again i think it goes back to there isn't just one way to date online mm-hmm. Um, people are going to approach the apps with their own motivations or expectations, and I think it depends on how much effort you put into it, how much um, attention you pay to what you're doing, how patient you are, for instance, because, you know, what a lot of people will share regarding their online dating experiences uh-huh. is you have to filter through, I hate to say it, like a lot of BS or maybe have a lot That's of true, though. before, you know, so, so there has to be that kind of sense of patience and resilience because it's almost like a needle in a haystack, right? Yeah, because so I actually people- met this girl like at a club and like we had met uh-huh. actually online before. So I saw her, she saw me, like I knew I knew her from somewhere, but I I couldn't remember exactly where I knew her right. from. So she's just like, hey, you're you. And I'm like, hey, you're you. And she was like, yeah, like, I meant to talk to you, but I honestly thought, you know, you were a catfish because you were so attractive. And I'm like, I didn't know what to say. So I'm like, um, thank you, I guess. You know, she was like, you know, like, I wanted to respond back, but I honestly didn't think you were you. I thought you were using your, your pictures and you were somebody else. And I'm just kind of sure. like, uh, okay. <laughs> So, like, I didn't know, you know, what to say, you know, after that, you know, aside from things. So, yeah. Okay. <laughs> now, let's say, you know, a connection with somebody starts online, you know, through via technology. Um, how right. does this impact a relationship? You know, does texting, phone calls become the primary means of connectivity? Ugh. That's a good question. Not necessarily. I mean, I think, again, it goes back to the intentions and expectations. If you're using the dating app as a catalyst or a trigger to just maximize the likelihood of meeting someone and making a connection, once you actually initiate the face-to-face interaction, depending on how it goes, you could then migrate to more kind of traditional dates and phone calls and things like that. I think it also depends again, on the generation. Uh, Millennials are far more likely to text or use social media Mm -hmm. after they meet someone as a way to flirt or communicate with um, potential flames or individuals that they're interested in versus older people, for instance. And believe it or not, though, across the board, the most popular way of breaking up with someone, if it doesn't work out, is still face-to-face. Well, text messaging is second most common. (laughs) Which is kind of devastating to think, right? But yeah, I mean, I think that one of the biggest risks 
is that as we kind of migrate more to a virtual sphere or to online socialization, especially with dating, it's a lot easier to think of potential romantic partners mm -hmm. as commodities and to really kind of um, reduce the complexity of human connections or personalities to what's most apparent online, which could be physical things, for instance, or um, likes, or arguably more superficial characteristics. And that's why if you were looking for a more meaningful connection, I would suggest initiating a face-to-face -face interaction because sometimes, as we all know, we've probably experienced this, how a person appears or acts in virtual spaces might not translate to the real world. Agreed. Or maybe someone that you're just kind of like not sure about online, you meet them in person and there's great chemistry. So there, there's certain things that just can't be replicated without the flesh and bone just seeing the person face to face. But right. it's just, it's really intimidating for a lot of people. I think that that buffer of the screen kind of insulates or um, can stop us from being more social and being comfortable in, in real face-to-face -face interaction. I just think kind of is, is like a confidence boost to an extent because you, you see what this person looks like or at least what you think what they look like. Right. And you can kind of differentiate what you like and what you don't, what they're looking for, what you're looking for. And once you get past all that, you know, if you have a meaningful conversation, then you kind of go from there. So like even if they're not interested or you're not, you know, you can simply like, okay, thank you, you know, et cetera, et cetera. Have a nice day. And the rejection aspect isn't as bad vice it being in person, which that's the number one way to say, you know, I'm not interested in somebody. And then they'll probably go home and cry their eyes out. But like, I just think right. like, you don't have to kind of go through that in person, the, the whole feeling bad in person from letting somebody down because you're not interested, because you can do it, you know, via text message or, you know, the computer or wherever case may but be. But don't you think that has the potential to water down the exchange if it's done exclusively online? Agreed. I, I just think like everybody, guy and girl, because guys hate rejection just as much as females do. They may right, not of it, course. But they do. Like no one wants to be rejected. And I think it's worse to be rejected to your face, vice being rejected over, you know, a computer screen or a text message or whatever. So like they can't necessarily see your reaction. You know what I mean? Cause, That's like, true. I, I agree with you. But here's the other side of that sword. It's a double-edged sword. You're right. It softens the blow if you're rejected online, but it also makes us more susceptible to rejecting people Agreed. online mm. because oh, yeah. it's, it's not they're not as three-dimensional mm -hmm. can i share a personal anecdote with all of you please, please. so um in terms of my partner i anyone who knows me i'm a bit of a health nut um and i'm anti-smoking cigarettes and i don't know if i was just so mesmerized by what he looked like or other things on his profile but i don't think he necessarily mentioned on his profile that he was a smoker and then we met in person for our first date and at the end of the date he brought out a cigarette and started smoking oh, gosh. and at that point i had already met him in person i was very interested in him mm -hmm. um you know i saw him as a complete person and I wasn't going to dismiss him just because he was a smoker. Gotcha. If I had done a filter on the dating app, I probably would have eliminated him as an option if he had identified as being a smoker, for instance. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I would have just reduced him to being a smoker rather than recognizing all of these other positive attributes. And we're in a very happy relationship. So um, I'm grateful for the fact that I either overlooked that or maybe he didn't disclose it. Of course, he's still a smoker, and that's an ongoing issue in the relationship. But the point is, I would have um, 
dismissed a very meaningful uh, connection in my life mm-hmm. had um, I seen that online. So it, you're right. It softens the blow, but it also makes us more prone uh, to kind of just reject and move on to the next person. So that's the other side of it as well, um, because it's, it's rejecting in the abstract versus um, in real time, for instance. And Agreed. so we don't Agreed. see the entirety of who the person is. Mm. Okay. Well, Dr. Elias, since you are a success story for online dating with <laughs> dating apps, um, and I am not, um, what are, if I had to ask you for maybe three or four tips that would help me through this very tedious process, what would you say to me? I would say um, be clear about what you're looking for and your expectations because it's really easy to get kind of distracted by the bells and whistles of the app, for instance. And so really be clear on what your intention is when you're using the app. And um, as I said, I would initiate a face-to-face interaction um, within a week span of communicating with the individual. Don't prolong how long you communicate in a virtual space. Because in my experience, it can create a false sense of intimacy. And a lot of times, the first impression that you experience when you meet a person face to face is all you need to determine whether or not you're interested in moving forward. And a lot of that is delayed online. And um, I would also try to um, consider the fact that these are actual people Mm -hmm. (laughs) and and maybe try to kind of, um, you know, it's very easy to be perfection seeking or to just assume that there will be 20 other potential mates out there. Mm -hmm. Um, And we can get really kind of nitpicky online in terms of um, if a hairstyle isn't perfect in a picture or if they like a film that you hated or something like that. So so try to be more open-minded in terms of your approach. Um, That's what I would recommend. And and maybe don't be on too many at the same time because it could be too much of a distraction uh-oh okay yeah. <laughs> that's my issue well you know what thank you so much for coming on do you have any contact information that you would like to share so people can get some of this good advice oh thanks so you can follow me on twitter i'm at dr underscore alight i also write for psychology today so if you go to their homepage, you can find my first impression blog again under yes. dr alight and yeah. i'm available for consultation since apparently i'm a success story yes so you are feel yes free. you are <laughs> <laughs> feel free to tweet or email me through psychology today thanks guys i uh, enjoy speaking with all of you likewise, you're welcome thank you thank you, you. Thank you so much have a good night best of luck happy dating <laughs> all right thanks I'm not Take dating. Take care. Bye-bye. <laughs> all right. All right, all right, all right. So did y'all learn anything? I hope you guys learned something. I, you... I don't have any dating apps <laughs> on my phone because I don't want to date anybody because I, I don't want to date. Because you're supposed to, you allegedly look so good, as I recall No, well, saying. shut up. <laughs> no, I think I'm averagely attractive. Average, thank you. Okay. But, no, I personally am not interested in dating anybody just because, I don't. one, I'm busy. Two, I don't have the emotional availability. And three, I just don't want to. That's just me. I mean, I, I, just, I personally don't use any dating apps. Really? Are you against them? I'm not against them. I mean, hey, there are four people. Um, I mean, there are a lot of opportunities. He relies on his green eyes and charm. There are a lot of opportunities that uh, Green eyes and charm. But, but you, you go out. You're, you're a social person, right? I normally go out. I mean, okay. it's not too often, but um, when but I you do, are a social person. I am a social person. Okay. I do. Okay. I, I okay. do enjoy talking. Well, see, for people who are very social, who go out, things like that, I think 
you know, it's, the tr- traditional method is good, but for somebody who's like constantly working, I do not, I do not go out. Um, I don't have a large social circle. I'm not a social person at all, really. I keep my other circle than here. very small. Mm-hmm. But I mean, hey, it does create a window of opportunity if you are looking for the right. I'm person. not anti-social. Don't get me wrong. If I'm out and I meet somebody that piques my interest, I'm not gonna not talk to them. I'm just saying I'm not going out of my way to date. I'm starting to think you're a little bougie. Are you? Are I'm you not bougie. He's around me like 95. I'm start- Well, I already thought he was, but I'm just saying. I, but he, he would know. I'm just I'm saying like, oh, Will. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. You know what we have in the studio, Mr. Jacoby DeBouvier. We also have Mr. Joe Stevens, correct? And is this Shani? Shanae. Shanae Dawkins. I like that name. I'm a fan. I like Jacoby, that name. By the way. It's good to meet you in person, finally. Oh, Lord. Okay. I need to Thank cut. you. Let me cut his mic off. Okay, Mr. Jacoby, you have something coming up on this month. Tell us about this, please. Sexual healing. We honor our gentleman, a media mogul by the name of Will Strayhorn, who is the CEO of this fine establishment right here. Thank you. Who has won more Black Man Rock Awards than even I three last year. This will be his, I guess, sixth or seventh Mr. Modesty. Uh, Thank you. I thank you. But I I always wanted to ask you, where did the idea come from for you to have the Black Man Rock Awards? I think it's a, a wonderful concept. Where did the idea come from? You've done a lot. I got backlash a lot. Uh-huh. People said, well, I, I don't want you on my magazines. I have my own magazine, which you were my makeup artist. And mm-hmm. came on. And then whenever I have a big project, I always try to include you. You do. I appreciate it. And Thank I, you. So I appreciate it. If, if it's not existing, create your own. So, And then when I start thinking about an award show, it's like, well, black men are always on television in the bad light. Mm-hmm. They're always called off the police call. They never show the excellence that black Every time we go to the Black Men Rock Awards, everybody's dressed around mm-hmm. to tell them. Mm-hmm. They always think they're murderers. They always speak eloquent when they get on the microphone. So I don't see the bad in people. When I was here to look for the good in the people, and that's what I do. Mm-hmm. So it came from me trying to do my end to shift the images from negative to positive and highlight the good that black people, black men are doing. And to give a scholarship to that one person who's struggling. I didn't have money growing up. I was, you know, very kind of like just no money. So everything I did, I had to really figure out another way, but it was my aunt who, you know, sent me $20 at the university, you know, wrapped up in a little envelope or a paper towel just to encourage me. So that money was going to bless somebody to have them with books or get them on a meal plan or to sometimes we'll get to that third year we can't graduate because all the families are around. Mm-hmm. So I want to be able to be a blessing to people and let them encourage their education to see 
quick hits and will take its way to what could have been positive mm-hmm. and to rise above the norm. Well, that's good. That's good. And you always, it's always a wonderful event. And like you said, just, it goes smooth. Everybody looks really well. Um, anything that we're gonna, we can expect different this year? I know we talked earlier. I don't know if it's a surprise, but you have some big plans for next year, next year's event. Is there anything different that's going to happen this year that we can look forward to? Well, Are we going to eat? That's, that's different. This year we have sponsors. Uh-huh. We have the Hilton Garden Hotel in South Virginia. Right, she was on the show before. Uh, right, yeah. I love Creole food in general. Yeah, Caribbean food, she okay. is going to sponsor the meal for the VIPs at Black Man, and then we're going to have an after party at the Greenlight Lounge for the first time. Oh, that's know. wonderful! So it's growing. That's yes. growing. And then next year we're planning to take it on the road. I'm going to copy my sister um, Juanita Fletcher, who does the Archie Awards last year. Right, um, right. Both of our were part of that, and I like the way that she takes it to Atlanta and Florida. Mm-hmm. Okay. Did y'all have any questions for Jacoby? You know? I just want to go. I don't got to be nominated. Well, but well, tickets are on eventbrite.com. I have some tickets now because oh, yeah, yeah. I've been there. Like, this is my I know, third I've, year I've going. Se- I've seen it. We've talked. And all of my clients, we've already been two years. I'm not buying another uh-huh. ticket. So I'm having trouble. If anybody wants to buy a ticket, please contact me because I need somebody <laughs> to buy a ticket. <laughs> Yeah, I know that's why I was like, people like, I've already been. So that's 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 been my struggle. with. I'm, it's not like I'm not trying. I even created a flyer that I see somebody's using um, for their own purposes. You could just <laughs> look right through your phone wheel and say, come support me, and I'm sure by the time you get to number 10. I've, I've done, no, I have not done the phone thing. I've been trying to reach out to. Those are the people that are closest to you. They're, your supporters are awesome. Well, so a lot of them are people. So are you still having your modeling agency? I know you do screenplays and you work with Tim Reed. I remember the fashion show. How's all that stuff going for you? Yeah, I still do it, but I just do a few big shows a year. I don't do it like I used to do a play one month or fashion show. I just do bigger events. As a matter of fact, immediately following this, I'm going to be featuring this vocalist here. And my do you event. sing? Hey, I'm a songwriter. Yeah. Nice to meet you. He's a great singer. This is Joe Stevens. He's winning the Black Man Rock Award for the best gospel soloist and and he is a singer. She is a powerhouse vocalist who's opened up for Shantae Moore. She was married to my cousin. Yeah. Kenny Lattimore, that's my cousin. Yeah. But yeah. Yeah, that's why he's so bougie. He's a Lattimore. I'm right? not bougie. <laughs> yeah. Next. Okay. Um, so let's talk to you then. Let's talk I want to hear you. y'all sing. Let's talk to you. Even if you're not on the air, y'all got to sing yeah, before yeah, y'all leave. We, we, come here. Come let, share my let, mic. Hey, you. I got this. I'm not going to talk anymore. Oh, th- that might be good. <laughs> that might work for me. How are you doing? I'm doing well. How are you? I'm doing great. Thank you. I'm doing so great. Thank so tell so us about tell us about yourself. You look beautiful. Thank you. My tell name us. my name is Shanae. Mm-hmm. Um, Shanae Dawkins. Stage name is Shanae. Um, I sing with uh, bands around Virginia. First, I started off in Seattle. Um, you from Seattle? I was actually I lived there for 22 years. I was okay. born in D.C., but I was raised in Surrey, Virginia, Seattle, Washington. And also to, um, uh, what did I say, Surrey, Virginia? Yeah, yeah Surrey, Virginia, Washington, Oxon Hill, Maryland. 
and then Seattle, Washington. Oh. So um, I sang with bands up there. As a matter of fact, I'm getting ready to go up back up there, and I'm going to be opening for Lakeside oh. with surround sound bands. So uh, I've sang with Triple Tree Band, Hit Explosion Band, I mean, Funk University Band, Surround Sound Band, uh, oh gosh, Flip Keys, a lot of different wow. bands. But um, the bands that I'm with now, which is Phase Two Band in Virginia, mm-hmm. also to uh, Masters of Soul Tribute Band. I travel around the country with them mm-hmm. doing the Supremes Tribute, Donna Summers, and Diana Ross Tribute. Not Shaka. <laughs> Not Shaka. But I do sing Shaka. Okay. You know, but I was I was basically just like raised in the church to do those. You know, uh-huh. R and B divas. You know, Whitney Houston, Shaka Ooh, Khan. Really? Oh yeah. So, what's describe your your style? Um, I'm more of your. I would say I'm a sultry, classic, traditional songbird. Ooh. Yes. Can we hear that? Can we hear that? Yes. You want to hear some? Yes. yes. Okay. Absolutely. All right. So, uh, would you like to hear some Shaka? I want to hear whatever you got. Whatever you got for okay. us. Okay. Um, I'll just go off. Uh, go then. off. Go um, off for us. Okay. Uh, I will love you anyway, even if you cannot stay. I think you are the one for me, yeah. Here is where you want to be. I just want to satisfy you, because you're not mine and I can't deny it. Don't you hear me talking, baby? Love me now or I'll go crazy. All right. Is she singing at the awards or no? No. Why not? She could she could be entertainment. Men like women. We have that cover. She she's featured at my next event, my summer breeze fashion music. Oh, that's right. We have to talk about that next. Okay. So he's Oh, okay. So what's next for you though? I want to hear what Um, oh gosh. What's next for me? So um now we're going to be doing the I'm going to be actually uh, the featured female vocalist at the Summer Breeze Fashion Music and Arts Festival mm-hmm. uh, July 23rd from 11 to 5 okay. in Suffolk at the what is it the Garden Hilton Hilton Garden okay. Hotel okay. and um, you know I'm going to be doing you know like I said some Patti LaBelle some Jocelyn Ooh, Brown okay. some Shaka Khan uh-huh. some Diana Ross some Donna Summers so you know just come on out and, and you know support and you know support our young people there are going to be uh, vendors there a wonderful vendor her name is Rachel right She's going to be, she has an Instagram, uh, foreign imports or what have you, and she has things in from different countries and stuff. So it's going to be really, really, really phenomenal. Michael okay. Jackson dance competition. Uh, Michael at the Jackson. event? Mm-hmm. Okay, well, hold on to the specifics of that because we're going to get to that. We're going to close with that. But I just want to ask, so you mentioned before that you sing with a lot of groups. I mean, yeah. I just heard you sing solo. Do you prefer singing solo or with groups? I know it's a different dynamic. Um, you know, I do like singing with groups. I do, cause you have that you have that background vocal going on, you know. So I do. I like okay. singing with groups. Me too. Well, I don't sing. I'm a songwriter, but I, you don't sing. I, I know how to sing. Like I, I do. Let me hear you. No, <laughs> but like I, I, I sing vocal references. So like if I write a song for an artist, they know how the song's gonna go, type deal. So like mm-hmm. I, I understand as far as like having somebody to back you up. You don't have to sing all the notes and all that fun stuff. Mm-hmm. So like I, I'm with. I'm, I'm Okay. Okay. Yeah, great I have a couple of staff. 
I, I think initially he had sense when we first started talking like last year. Yeah, I know he's talented. He goes to his head sometimes, but I know he's talented. Yeah. I just want to yeah. say you have an amazing voice. And oh, I just want to say. I wanted to really do some Beyonce. That's what I was well, practicing yeah. out there. After we but talk to these, if we have time, you can take us out with Beyonce because we don't, systems are down. We don't have any, go, you know, log out oh, music. So. Okay. Have you ever thought of doing American Idol? No, no. That's, no? that's for my daughter to do. You said somebody you was in Seattle like for 22 like years. Yeah. I was like, you don't look over 22 years. My daughter's 22. What? Yes. Black don't crack. All right, man. Surely don't. It chipped a little bit for me, but okay. <laughs> well, I'm 23. <laughs> so Times what? All right. Times two. All right. We're going to bring on now Mr. Joe Stevens, and he will definitely be at the Black Man Rock. Sir, tell us about yourself. Uh, again, my name is Joseph Stevens, uh, director and manager of the uh, gospel group, Decree Gospel Singers. Okay, okay. And how did you get into this? You've been singing all your life? I've just been singing and playing all my life and got into writing and producing, so it's kind of the gift kind of grew uh-huh. as I grew, so it was, okay. it was awesome. So you grew up in the church? Yes. That's right, okay. So you, you had that, that church training. You didn't go to anybody's school or sing anybody's class. You got that natural gift that was... I got owned. some training, but most, mostly church. Okay. Um, but I do... I do practice other genres of music. Oh, okay. And try to not to practice the church genre so much because I'm always there. So mm-hmm. you want to incorporate different uh, genres into your. Do, do you have a problem? Do you have difficulty in singing other genres? I know I have a friend who has such a uh, soulful, churchy voice that when they try to sing other genres of music, it still translates a little churchy. No. Do you have difficulty in translating different? So you have to sing. So that, that's that's how you're gonna know. Which from a business aspect of it, because like let's say I'm a songwriter and like I okay. work with different artists that sing different. You know, grew, I grew up in church, so like I do sing. I'm not going to, Did but you? I do. But like you can tell, like if you have the vocal training, you can kind of differentiate between you know sounding gospel or sounding pop R and B. But gospel and R and B is kind of interchangeable to an extent. I think it's more yeah. like the arrangement of right. what's behind you. Gospel, uh, that's how you're singing it because so like you want to emote. The lyrics, so you can kind of convey what you're trying to say in right. the song. So, like, if you're too churchy, you probably can't do pop, but you could probably pull up R and B pretty well. Why don't we just let him sing something? Please, yes, please. Of your choice. I, I think I enjoy him singing some R and B in some church. Yeah. Sing whatever you want to sing, please. Okay. What's, um, your heart, what's, what's your favorite what's song? On your heart, you what's up? Yeah. Whatever yeah. comes to mind. He sings super soulful. No, he does. Okay. Got a, got a deep voice. Go ahead. It looks like a little bit. Right, here we go. I need the oil. I need thee every hour. I need thee. Oh, bless it now, my Savior. I come. Yes. <laughs> well done. Well done. So you'll be singing at the Black Man Rock. Yes. yes. Wonderful. And he's being honored with what award was it? The best gospel group. Okay. He has a band called Decree. All right. All right. Cannot Just wait to see you there. All right. So, so what's next for you? What, what do you have planned? Um, right now, the group's in the uh, in the studio right now. Um, I'm also working on building my production company called Soul Save Entertainment. So 
got a lot of that in the works and just trying to get out there on bigger stages. Uh huh. Right, right, right. Well, that's good. So, are you singing? I know next week there's like the musical soul food thing. Are you going to be there? No. In Chesapeake Park, I think? I'm not going to be there. I missed it this year. Okay. Okay. All right. But I will be there to support my uh, fellow artists. Awesome. Awesome. Well, thank you for coming on the show. Thank you. I appreciate it. And I'll see you in in a couple of weeks. All right. Yeah, yeah. So, Jacoby, talk to us about the Summer Breeze. Well, before I say that, you had a young lady on your show not too long ago named Melba Moore. Mm Mm-hmm. And I had an opportunity to write a song for her. Oh, did you? she's in the process of signing the contract and recording it. And I had also asked this young man to write the second song. But we never could get together, so this is my first time meeting him Uh face-to-face. Oh, okay. That's an awesome accomplishment for me. That was me being bougie. I just want to put that out there. (laughs) (laughs) That's I feel like she's one of my idols. So anytime Mm -hmm. a songwriter gets a chance, first of all, when you get your song on radio and you hear it on radio... That's an awesome experience. But to write for someone who's that you've idolized, that's not that statue, yeah. So we'll have to come back here and to play it for you. Definitely, definitely. So, but Summer Breeze. Summer Breeze is a fashion, music, and art festival. This is my first collaboration with the Hilton Hotel in Suffolk. It's a beautiful four-star, the only four-star hotel in Suffolk. And we're going to do it on the balcony and by the water. Mm-hmm. It's going to be outside with vendors, a fashion show. We have two couture designers, Gloria Joyner Wilson. I'm mm-hmm. sure you're familiar with her. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And her granddaughter has a, her own line called Doobie Doo. She's only 12 years old. Oh. Of course, everyone knows that Gloria used to work in the fashion house with Calvin Klein. Okay. So she's a real couture designer. We have another young man by the name of Roshan um, Rhodes. He is a young designer. I'm going to let him debut his line. So what my ob- ob- objection for this um, show is to introduce some new designers, some new collections, and incorporate a couple of the fine boutiques and give some of the older and younger models an opportunity. We have a father and daughter scene. Then we're going to have a 50 and fabulous scene. Then we're going to have the couture models. So everybody get a chance to rip the runway. Yeah. Have a great time. Best chess competition. We have a Michael Jackson dance competition as well as a swimwear competition. And a baby competition where people can send in photos of their baby. If they have a beautiful baby, they can win a prize just for having their photos on the table. So totally something for the whole family. Something. So. And then the featured artist would be this young lady. We also have um, uh, we have quite a few singers on the lineup, and we're still booking for that. So if you know someone who's interested, they can hit me up at Jacoby. And our tickets for the Black Man Rock Awards are available on Eventbrite.com. As well or as you can m- inbox me. That's right. Yeah, so I can sell a ticket, please. Please, please. Well, you know the tickets to do tomorrow. But you always have yeah. a, you yeah. have a, I, I need an extension. Uh-huh. I need a small, small it. extension. That's okay. I have a question okay. here from Facebook Live. I'm not sure who it is addressed to. Did one of you all work at Dominion? Power. Um, Dominion. Um, Power? No. Oh. No, I'm sorry. King's Dominion. I used to work there. No. It used to be Trader Media. Don't worry about it. Oh, I know what you're talking about, yeah. Dominion. I, 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 I filled the application for them. Negative. Why are they hiring? Are they hiring? Who is it? Who's okay. asking, first of all? Uh, Russ Carter. Okay. So, what's next for you? Because you, you t- let's go through everything well, that you, you've yes. done. You, the magazine, <laughs> photo, the, you've. When I first met you, I met you. I was a makeup artist for your, what was it, S Magazine? When you first met me? I mean, as far as professionally. As professional. I've known oh, you yeah, back in the day. That was my, that was my, that was little boys. 
But, uh-huh. Yeah, we, we were. I was a member of your organization. You had a private club, and mm-hmm. we were having that real fancy. And I said, this guy got so many great ideas. I wonder if he can do this. Well, my first magazine, I, that was the first magazine that I owned. Mm-hmm. That was my own publication. But prior to that, I wrote for two magazines. Okay. I wrote a, for a magazine called um, Urban Life Magazine. Then I wrote for a magazine prior to that where I put um, Uncle Luke in the magazine. You ever heard of Uncle Luke, Public Enemy? He was in there. Um, Nicole Ray, I used to manage her as a model. I loved her and, songs. Um, yeah, and so I put her in there, kind of, you know, kind of picked her up where she was lagging in areas that wasn't related to music, like modeling. I had a clothing line. She was my celebrity model for my clothing line, as mm-hmm. well as I had Corey Alexander, who was a football player, I mean, a basketball player for the Denver Nuggets. He was my other celebrity. So, yeah. But when I met you, you did a fabulous job coming to the hotel. You did so many girls with your partner, and I did a couple of people. I mean, the magazine came out great. I yeah, gave you an opportunity to, to publish your own uh, article. two pages yeah. as an article yeah. and gave you an opportunity to be a published writer as well. Yeah, yes, yes. And you've also done playwriting? Yeah, yourself? I've yeah. written and produced and published and performed um, eight stage plays, originals, and uh, my p- most popular one is called Four Sisters in the South. I was in production to do a play called um, Girls in the Hood, where I originally wrote for the comedian Herman Hurston. He, he did it two years in a row. Mm-hmm. I haven't had him on the stage with me in a while, but you know we were gonna do it, but with all of the other things, we kind of put it on hold, I'll be doing that. I was working on a play with my church where you put that on hold, but my church is doing an event now called um, uh, Hampton Road's Got Talent. Mm-hmm. So That's going to be a play? That's fun. No, it's a show. It's a talent oh, show. Oh, like, okay. like, like America's Got Talent. We're mm-hmm. going to be doing it at my church. Um, That's um, Oak Grove Baptist Church in South Virginia. I want to be a so judge. If anybody ki- you want to be a judge? Mm-hmm. Great. Can I be a judge too? Yeah, Yay. of course. Well, I'm not, I don't have to say last say, but I could put you up for the judge. I'm well, that's cool. That's cool. I'll, I'll audition. It's all right. I'm just a judge on this. But yeah, but we're giving away a thousand dollars to the first prize, five hundred to the second, oh. and I don't know how much to the third. But we have a really big church. But we're actually going to do that event at the Suffolk Cultural Arts Center. Okay. That's a beautiful. If nobody has ever seen that waterfalls in the front, it's fabulous. Mm-hmm. Okay. okay, well I'll sing. But just the first verse in the hood. Well, just sing. the first word. Just if you can first, just do the first that's, that's word good. for us, can, that would be good. I can good. do the first word. But like first half a word, that would be good. This dude. But because <laughs> I'm, I'm intimidated. Y'all good. Y'all good. I just write. I don't sing. But <clears throat> it's like. You broke my heart, but I promise myself that I won't let you do it again. But when we're apart, I feel like your arms are my prescription medicine. And I know that I shouldn't feel for you the way I do. But I just can't help it. I know I'll regret it. But some hidden feelings that are deep inside keep coming back and I just cannot fight. And I don't want to fight. I've tried ignoring you, but it's only hurting me. Instead of letting go, I still hold on to the belief if you follow your heart, it will see you through. But I don't understand. My heart keeps leading me back to you. That was good. I did write it. Oh my god! Oh, you got skills. that is that is oh, Kenny Lattimore's first cousin. <laughs> <laughs> can I 
Yes. I was singing no, all the straight up. Straight up. Can of course you, you can sing it. The, okay, we're not going to do it today though. But <laughs> we're we going we're gonna to get you to go ahead and close this out because we're going to go over time. But that was good, Donnell. Thank you. I'm Thank beyond you. shocked. I told you I was a songwriter, weirdo. You didn't say singing, though. I don't he, sing. He says he doesn't No, you sing. sing. You does. can sing. Yes, he does. She's going to take us out. We want to thank everybody. We don't have an outro, so she's going to be our outro for tonight. Um, yes. Come thank on, everyone for tuning in. Yes, this is Shanae. Shanae Dawkins looking every bit of 22 years old. Thank she's going to take us out with a little bit of Beyonce. Yes. We want to thank also Jacoby and Joe Stevens. We'll see you at the Black Man's Rock. Chris Hawkins and this one right here, Mr. Donnell Lattimore. I can see the stars all the way from here. Can't you see the glow on the window pane? I can feel the sun whenever you're near. Every time you touch me, I just melt away. Everybody asks me why I'm smiling now from ear to ear. But I But it's working after fighting through my tears. But I lay your foot me first. Baby, it's you. You're the one I love. You're the one I need. You're the only one I see. Come on, baby, it's you. You're the one to get your all. You're the one I can call when I need to make everything stop. Finally, you put my love on top. That's what I'm talking about. Thank you for coming. You're going to be singing. No, you're not going to be singing. At Are you sure she can't sing? I'll give up my speech. She can take my speech. No, no. Black men rock. They, we not our spotlight. She Jeez. can catch her. Well, I'll see you at the summer breeze. Yes, you at the summer breeze. Summer breeze. Thank y'all for coming in. Everybody, thank y'all for watching and listening. Um, and on YouTube, thank you for guys for participating um, in the show tonight. We'll see you. you next week. God bless. I have a token for you. Oh. I, I was gonna get. They got almonds. I was gonna get you. And it's kind of like nerve wracking a little bit because it's like, oh, people go on the spot. Yeah, but when you're just like, ready. stay ready. Yeah. You're tuned in to WOU, the heart of Old Dominion. Be sure to tune in to be true. Here on WOU, there was nothing we could do. Foundations of fraud. Life is not a 
fairy Coming up short, no point. I'm giving up hope, nothing to show. Lines on my face, fed others in line instead of my pain. How has it come to this? Take me off your list. Brilliant facade, foundations of fraud. Life is not a fairy tale. Stands in Place it all in just one hand. What's the point of diversity? 